Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm doing very well, Luke. Very well indeed. Why is that? Because right now I'm sitting here in my comfy joggers. Well, I had a text message from Pete yesterday that said you had buyer's remorse and you no, did oh, not no, like them. I, and I no. thought, well, icky, well, like, if it isn't the consequences of your own actions. That's a tease for, for the outro. We'll get into it in the outro, but people want their AEW because it was a great show. Do they? I want the AEW. Sure, they don't want to hear you chat about more? my job. <laughs> they want to talk about Jeff Cobb turning up in AEW when he's still working for Ring of Honor. What about Jeff or my Jog? Jogging bodies? <laughs> Jeff Jog. Anyway, shall we get into the show itself then? Because it's going to be another really short intro. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, we're good. I don't even know what I'm doing here. Here, AEW. Off, the cliffhanger angle that we ended on that was very smartly set up before the actual event. Wow, loved how it was set up. Yeah, so around an hour and a half into the show, there is a promo backstage with Chris Jericho. I'm trying to find it in my notes. Uh, I've got, got it right here. Uh, so Jericho was called back, uh, interviewed backstage by, I don't know what her name is. She's like their 78th interviewer they've hired. Um, but she's been there consistently now for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and Jericho asked to be referred to as Mr. Jericho. Mm. He's like, you know what? If you if Moxley manages to survive Santana's beatdown that he's going to get at the end of this show, I've hired a hitman to take him out next week. And this is a guy that has been destroying people around the world. He has had high-profile matches all over this globe. And I suddenly thought, oh, it's going to be Luther, isn't it? 
<laughs> this Jericho's real, mate, Luther. I had this real pang of worry it was going to be Luther. I thought it was going to be Bodie Lee. I thought, Ooh. oh, wow, they're doing this now. But no, it was Jeff Cobb. Wow. Former Never Open Weight champion Jeff mm. Cobb, who's with Ring of Honor and New Japan, and, and all of, Rev Pro, we, it was part of our local indie uh -huh. for a while. Uh -huh. He's been doing the indie circuit for, you know, five years. Uh, he's been a wrestler for much longer, of course, but he's really, he's been one of the top talents out there. Yeah. It's amazing he's not been signed properly by a major. He was under contract until December, I believe, with Ring of Honor, but that expired and he just kept on doing dates with them. Uh, the report is that AEW dealt with him directly because he is a freelancer. Yeah. He's been appearing on Ring of Honor TV as a proper independent contractor. Yeah. Not with an actual exclusive agreement in place. Still appears for New Japan sometimes. He's got dates with Ring of Honor coming up, in fact. He's part of their past and future, past and present show. It's really, really interesting stuff. And I don't know, it, it's really good they did it this way because while we would have recognized Jeff Cobb, I think a lot of people in the crowd would have as well, that it was set up here and they got a little promo package afterwards of just a few of his moves, only like 30 seconds. But just yeah. really put it over strong. But it's what we've been saying for a while because they've done a lot of these sort of like in-ring debuts and a lot of them are really, you could argue, with the exception of Moxley, they all went down like lead balloons. Yeah, even Hager. It was a bit like, oh, it's Jack Swagger. Yeah. But, and, and, and he's gotten really good since then. But, you know, in that moment, I, I, that was the first episode. I wasn't that high. No, but like if you'd have had uh, promo patches for Butcher and Blade, they probably would have had a much better reception how they'd just come out and have Excalibur shout, it's the Butcher and the Blade. Totally, totally. So having Jericho set it up, having a little video package for him, it also made you think, he's not there this week. Mm. Because he said, it's next week this is happening. And I'm like, oh my God, AEW assigned Jeff Cobb and he's gonna debut next week, that's amazing. Cannot wait for next week's show. And then at the end of the show, he was there, came out with his new entrance music, he's got his Titantron, and he comes out and he lays out Moxley with the tour of the islands. And I'm like, oh my God, Jeff's here. Jeff Cobb is in AEW. And I said this in my review, but you've got Jeff there. You've got Hager. You've got the rumors that Brody Lee's coming in. You've got rumors that Lance Archer's coming in. You've got rumors that Chase Owens. Chase Owens was at that show, at mm. this show. He was backstage. You are on the cusp of the biggest host division in <laughs> any wrestling promotion. You're going to have all the beefy boys all doing all lots of beefy hossy stuff. And Cobb is a beefy. Oh, boy. he's pure beef. Oh, he's corn <laughs> on the cob with a big slab of beef. I, it, he's tour of the islands finisher. Yeah. So like the, the, the inner circle came down. Moxie just managed to beat Santana. Love that. I finish. loved it all. We'll get into that. Yeah, uh, but the, the, the inner circle come in. Moxie's blinded both eyes now because Ortiz spat alcohol and he's one good one. By the way, you can buy a Moxley eye patch from Pro Wrestling Tees. That's merchandise selling right there. They're not just a t-shirt company. They also do eye patches. <laughs> and the inner circle go down there and they each have their own way of beating them up. There was Jericho lashing with the belt. Ortiz had the sock full of uh, snooker balls or pool balls. Yeah. Hager's big finisher is I'm going to kick you in the dick. Oh yeah, I prefer that to the standing head and arm choke, which is oh, yeah. one of the worst finishers. And Sammy Guevara did like, a, I think it was a 650, 450 splash, which looked great. So everyone's like beaten on him. I thought, ah, yeah, this is good. It builds, you know, standard beat down, really. And then Cobb came out. 
And I lost my mind. <laughs> you know, I'm watching this in my pajamas, 7 a.m. this morning, multiple times I yelped yeah. throughout this episode. I, I, so many times I popped audibly. Yeah. Like, whoa! And Cobb coming out here was one of them. I popped in the initial announcement. Cobb comes out, hits the tour of the islands, which I can watch all day long. Someone make me a gif of that move where he keeps spinning. <laughs> yeah. I want him to spin for five hours and then hit the move. It almost defies gravity. Yeah, it's a black, it's like, I used to, I love the black hole slam as mm -hmm. a move. And it's kind of that and more. Yeah, because he goes one way and there's like, whoa, no, because you're oh. literally getting a tour. It's yeah. amazing. It's, and it, you know, it, it feels like the waves. It's, I, I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, and I hope we eventually see the moonsault variant that he can do. Yeah. Oh my God. So this was a absolutely fantastic debut for Jeff Cobb. And it's just, just really exciting because I'm a big, big fan of Jeff Cobb. We've been you know, singing his praises for a long time. We used to, so our local indie rev pro, he was a tag team there mm. with Matt Riddle, the chosen bros. And they were a fantastic yes. tag team. They were so good. And I have always been a fan of Jeff. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in AEW. Now, I don't know because they didn't, I don't think he's joined in a circle. Mm. Yeah, that's the interesting part here. Because Jericho didn't say we've got a new member of the inner circle. He just said, I've hired a hitman. I saw this more that, like when MJF hired the Butcher and Blades. Like those two aren't, they are connected, but they're not a faction. That's kind of how I saw Jeff, but I guess we'll find out next week whether he is more aligned, if he is part of the inner circle, or if he's just on his own, he's just this hired big hossy man. I totally agree. I don't think he's joined the inner circle. Initially, I didn't want him to. I think the man for hire to just beat people up is a great use of him. It's neither babyface nor heel. Mm -hmm. He's this in-between thing that just is a mercenary, essentially. But that closing visual of the inner circle and Cobb just in the background, yeah. towering over Moxie, I thought, you know what? It's not the worst idea. It's not like they already have a Cobb. Because I know they've got a swagger, and he's kind of the muscle. Hager. Sorry. <laughs> it's because I just watched Elimination Chamber 2014. <laughs> he's in the chamber match. No, he's not. He's in the opening match. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cesaro's in the chamber match. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go over to Patreon, become a pledge hammer. We'll be reviewing that show soon. So, swagger's there. Hager. Hager's there. He is the, uh, he's the muscle, really. Yeah. Uh, but Cobb is a different kind of muscle. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. There's I'm, so many ways they can take it, and I want to see all of them. I can't wait for Mox Carb next week. So it wasn't just that, though. We move on to our second main talking point, and this is the landscape shift of the women's division, which, let's be honest, has failed. Oh, yeah. Rio as champion didn't work because she got less over because she wasn't around. She lives in Japan. She wrestles for Japanese promotions. She, she wasn't on TV enough. No. She was super, super over. Nyla Rose, she was off and on TV. They haven't really built up anyone else. Well, they, well, they do, but they build them up for three weeks and then they disappear. Statlander, Swole, Shanna, Shida, they've all just kind of disappeared, yeah. Uh, Britt Baker has, the last couple of weeks, been bubbling up really nicely. We'll come on to that later. But there were two very significant things that happened this week. First off is Brandy Rhodes, like, admitting and confirming 
that they're dropping the Nightmare Collective. Yeah, she did an interview with Wrestling Observer Live. <coughs> Great interview, by the way. A really, really good interview as well. Uh, the first like 15 minutes uh, is her talking about her sort of public speaking uh, arrangements, and then they move into AEW stuff, and they had a really good interview about the lashing um, stipulation from last week. But her talking about the Nightmare Collective was very open, and it was very clear, which was, we tried this, and it didn't work. Mm. And you know, Brandy said, you know, I could feel it every time I was out there. This isn't connecting, and it's not working. Apparently, according to her, AEW wanted to continue doing it. They wanted to keep pushing it, but she said, no, I'm putting a stop to it now. It's not working. Let's not do it anymore. Thank God, because it was it was genuinely suffocating that division. Um, also, she also kind of said, Awesome Kong was the. It was meant to be her and Awesome Kong, but it became very apparent that Awesome Kong, Kia Stevens, can't work. Yeah. Like she's, she's just too beat up. Yeah. She's got too many injuries. So they started to put on more and more people to hide that, and it just diluted the idea and the faction, and there was the whole haircutting thing. Apparently, Brandy was never really into that. So I'm so glad... Yeah, that was all Kia's idea. Yeah, I'm so glad that they have made that, that change. So, no more Nightmare Collective, which was the main story, really, the only story, to be honest, in the women's division. And on this episode, at the start of the second hour, which I, you know, when it started, I thought, oh, I kind of wish this was the main event because if you want to restore the women's title, but you had the Cobb stuff later on. I, for the optics, I think you still probably, I'm being super nitpicky, you should have put the women's division match at the end. I agree. Um, but it is difficult because Cobb, that was a great angle to end on. Uh, but Nyla Rose and Rio went out there the crowd were normal at the start, but they worked together so well and had an absolutely amazing match. The best match these two have had. Yeah, Riho is very, very good at getting a crowd into her matches as the underdog. Mm. She is, you know, we were just talking then, she's not been on TV a lot since she's been champion. You know, she almost had like a month and a half off TV. Yeah. And then she had like a one week build for her title match at um, Full Gear last year, which didn't really get off the ground. And she's just sort of done nothing with the title, and it's kind of been a bit sort of forgotten about. But she's still so, so good that even when she comes out to ambivalence, polite ambivalence, as the match goes on, the crowd get into those matches and start chanting for Riho, and they want to see her overcome odds. Well, that to me is the ultimate sign of a great worker, because the idea of a great wrestling worker is that you can put them in front of a crowd that don't know anything about them, just like how the territories used to work. You've got your local stars, but then you bring in great workers who tour around and they fulfill a role. And you get the people into the match despite a kind of cold start. Rio, of course, has got much more than a cold start here, but even when she hasn't got any story to work with, really, she worked a fantastic bout. Rose brought a lot to it as well, but oh, this, yeah. I'd say this was about 75% Rio. Yeah, um, I would say so. And, and there were so many nice spots. I love the, there was a table tease that never played into anything. That's out of Omega's playbook. Yeah. Uh, more literally out of Omega's playbook, there was the, uh, she went for a one-winged angel. Yeah, Nyla. That was never going to work. No, <laughs> well, yeah, so Nyla, it's sort of like as a show of disrespect, was going to hit Riho mm. with the one-winged angel with Kenny Omega's finisher. So Riho escapes out of that and hits a snapdragon. What Great. a lovely little touch that was. And then followed it up with some V-triggers. Yeah, and a Northern Knights suplex pin, which looked beautiful. And then she gets her in the corner. She does one stomp off the top rope. One count from Rose. Made Rose look awesome. Puts her in the other corner. 
two stomps, but Rose uh, got a foot on the ropes, great near fall. And, and, and Rose just got up after she, that. She just got up, hit the beast bomb, and got the win. It, it almost felt like Rose was like, I've had enough of you yeah. I, I've, I've toyed with you for a little bit, but now it's time to actually win this belt. And, and that's really remarkable, because that kind of sounds like Rose no sold stuff, but really didn't come across that way. No. It was really well judged. And uh, Riho had one of the greatest near falls I've ever seen. In, term, in terms of, not like you bought into the drama, but she kicked out so late of uh -huh. that two can that it was yeah. like, I, I did buy into it as the finish because it was like, that <laughs> the ref was millimeters from the mats mm. before Riho kicked out. It was incredible timing. So we've got a new champion, Nyla Rose. And we've got a new champion and sort of reshuffled women's division. And Rose walks to the back and Tony Khan is there to hug Nyla. Yes, this is in the ad break of... Um, yeah, so, so I watched the whole thing. Yeah, so we got this on Fight, oh. um, but in the, the American broadcast on TNT, this was all just the shrink screen, shrink screen stuff. But yeah, she goes backstage, Tony Khan's there to be like, hey, you know, congratulations. You've now won, you've won the belt. Very rarely appears on camera. Yeah, I know it's only in the shrink screen, but I think that is significant. And Kenny Omega was there, and Nyla was shouting like, "Where's my celebration?" Kind of doing the Jericho thing of like, you know, hey, she goes, "Yeah, Jericho got a boat. Where's my celebration?" Hmm. And in the background of this, you've got the women's division <coughs> standing there, which is a very small division, which is unfortunately it's probably the only. Well, downside. they've all got indie bookings. Where's <laughs> the only downside to this? But you've got Britt Baker, Chris Statlander, the Bunny, the Librarian, and Big Swell standing there. And they were putting it over on commentaries like, well, that is, that's her competition now. These are the people that are going to have to step up in order to take the title off of Nyla Rose. That's at least the building blocks for something. But it's really all now down to, you've got a new champion. It's a champion that I think people can buy into more than they could Riho. She's going to be on TV every week, you know, or, or TV on whenever you need her. You now need to build something around this. Make this belt feel mm. important. Because yeah. the belt doesn't feel important at the moment. No. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a it was a home run. Uh, it's I, I never like dropping stuff. I know it's kind of hypocritical given some of the stuff on WrestleTalk, but <laughs> Keith Apicary. It's uh, it's it it is a it is a loose end. They did just drop it. I guess they did the the, the psychotherapy bit. Yeah, if you want to go and find it, you can. That'd be my only criticism about it as well. But I think it was the right move ultimately. Yeah. So I, I respect them for doing it, and I'm optimistic for the future. The only thing I'd say is, and I, I like, I actually like Rose a lot, um, but I don't think she, she can cut a promo, but she shouldn't. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think she should, she should not speak. Also, I mean, I'm going to, you know, stand up to bat for, for Brandy and Cody as well, just coming out and being very upfront with, you know, just saying, hey, it didn't work. It's very refreshing. It's very refreshing to, but yeah, to go out there very publicly say, we tried something, it didn't work. We're listening to the fans. We're getting rid of it. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Uh, right, so let's do the Patreon shout-outs before we get on with the super chats. Uh, if you become a pledge hammer on Patreon, we'll hopefully have our Elimination Chamber 2014 review up tomorrow. Up tomorrow, that's the plan. Elimination Chamber 2014, which features only one Elimination Chamber match, because there's only one title at the time, kids. Uh, but also has a, a fairly decent... Two titles. It's just undisputed. Well, yeah, but it's one title, let's be honest. <laughs> and it had a... So so undercard of Swagger versus Big E and get this on pay per view: Titus O'Neil versus Darren Young, AJ Lee versus Cameron in a minus one star, <laughs> which is very bad. But crucially, the first encounter between the Shield and the Wyatt family—incredible stuff! In an, an incredible six-man tag, and then a really really fun uh, chamber main event. Very well. decent chamber. Uh, but thank you to our twenty-five dollar a month or more pledge hammers, the British Bulldog. Philip Boy J. Smith Jr. Oh. <laughs> yeah. uh, the mayor of Painesville, Dan! Yeah, Dan! Former star athlete, now head coach, Lendell Branson. Nice. Oh. The Titan, Owen Towers. Yeah! Sean on a dead peril. Nice. Got red on you. They drew first blood, not me, Grace Rambo. Another movie reference. Harder than its bite, Sean Barksdale. <laughs> Tom Burrowing Delves. That's not a good name. Vito Ventura, pet detective. It only oh, gets transphobic in this final moment. <laughs> uh, Brett the Hitman, Matthew Williams. Woohoo! Just incredible, Edel Heat. Nice. Yes. And lastly, new kid on the block, Ben Newcomb. Thank you, everybody, for your support. There's a cheap pops. Let's see what your su 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 super chats say, of course. Have yourselves a thumbs up party as well, because I know there's 1,200 of you watching and only 218 likes. Why do we have to do this every stream, folks? Hit the thumbs up button. It's the easiest way to help us out. Right, well, let's get into your soup soup super chat uh, on the subject of the women's title. Mick Rionic said, Nyla versus Riho, the best women's match in AEW history. It's it's up there. I would say it's the most the most dramatic, um, but emotional. I, I really like the Emi Sakura 
Sakura, Emi Sakura yeah. and Rio match from, from Full, Full Gear. Gear yeah. uh, All Elite DK, uh, Jim Ross, uh, Arn Anderson is watching TV in a weird <laughs> angle. Brandy Rhodes, it, must it will really hurt his neck. Jab at WWE makes me <laughs> laugh. Uh, loved Riho, uh, Riho versus Rose, best female match in AEW history. There you go. People are loving it. Yeah. On the subject of uh, Jeff Cobb, Mithril said, I've never seen Jeff Cobb before, but that finisher sold me. That's what we want to hear. And that's, yeah, great because he's so good. Uh, Ryan B. Baskin is Glory King Chopper Whopper said, when Cobb came out, he reminded me of Rhino in his prime from ECW. I popped even though I've never seen any of Cobb's matches. He's got a similar stocky body shape. He's got a presence about him yeah. as well. It's funny when someone, I, because I, Posted up on the, the the video and I said, "What a great get for AEW." Someone responded to me saying, "Like, who oh, looks like Rhino's mini me?" I had a bit of a, I had to Google it, but they apparently they are the same height. Mm. But the funny thing is, when I read the, I thought he initially wrote, "It looks like Riho's mini me," <laughs> <laughs> and that's tiny. Yeah, <laughs> a bit. Mami Dabuti said, "Cobb was brought in as a mercenary. He still has Ring of Honor dates. He's paid by appearance and doesn't have a contract, which we talked about earlier. Um, he's going to be on Supercard of Honor WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, it's." It, I don't know any other big examples of AEW using non-contracted talent, essentially. No, they well, don't have an yeah. exclusive deal with it's him. Just people doing paid per appearance and stuff, yeah. He's someone who works for AEW now, Ring of Honor, New Japan. I mean, hopefully, this is a sign of things to come. Yeah, I mean, we, talk, we speculated. People took us to task for that speculation station mm. as well when we said that Marty's re-signed with Ring of Honor and one of his big roles there is to kind of build bridges between companies, which has been incredibly successful very early doors because he's reopened that New Japan relationship, yep. completely ironed all of that out. And now we're seeing some of this. So, you know, they've got some stuff with NWA. I don't think it was out of the realms of madness no, no, for, no. for us to, to speculate that. I th I th and I still believe, like, not even by the end of the year, six months, yeah. we'll see something. Right, well, should we do the whole show? Yes, which kicked off with an absolutely... Well, actually, no. It's, it's difficult because I, I love this match. It was uh, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus SCU for the tag team titles. Open the show. Great way to start things. Um, and it was a really good match. Told all the good stories. It, but compared to recent weeks... It wasn't as good as the crazy high bar they've set. <laughs> it wasn't as good as the boat match. And that's, and or that's last a, week's four-way. Yeah, and that's the like it, um, the eight-man. Sorry, yeah, the eight-man. It was the four-way. Yeah, 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 four yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and even that was amazing as well. But yeah, like you're absolutely right. Like they've set a really, really high bar. So this being very, very good, it's like <laughs> I mean, but it wasn't as good as a couple of weeks mm. ago though. Um, but what I loved about this was all the story that they told in there. It's quite you know multiple stories being told. You got Dark Order. Dark Order cut a promo at the start on the screen that were just like. There may only be four of us, but we've got members that are closer than you may think. Um, and the Exalted One will be revealing himself soon. Daniels runs to the back to kind of find them. So now you've got one thread. Then you've got the SCU going for the tag titles as another thread. And then you've got the Hangman Page, um, Adam Page stuff with Kenny Omega. What I loved about this is Kenny Omega starts this match with Kazarian doing the big fist bumps and stuff. And then when Kazarian whips him into the ropes, Scorpio's guy kicks him in the back. Mm -hmm. And Kenny looks at him being like, huh, well, that's not, you know, we're friends. Yeah. We're all, we're all pals here. We're all having a good time. That's <coughs> it's not really how I, I thought we would do things. You know, I'm, I'm just sort of a bit surprised by that. 
Do you know who wasn't thinking that? Hangman Page, because when he tagged in, he was just like, <laughs> no, I'm just going to beat the ever-loving crap out of every single person in the ring. And that was the story they were telling here, is that yeah. Kenny was being mates with these people. Page wasn't. Mm. Page was about business. Page was about defending the tag titles. And they really, like, since they've won the belts, they've made those belts feel very, very important, particularly mm. Page. It's really interesting because Kenny is doing all the right babyface stuff. Yeah, he's but not wrong. Page is actually, I, I, I res you know, we're talking character-wise here. I respect Page more because he's focused on the task. Yeah. Like, when Kenny tries to be everyone's mate, when it's, you know, at the end of the day, a very competitive environment, kayfabe world, I, you know, I lose a bit of respect for the guy, even though he's doing the right morally yeah. baby-faced things. Really, really interesting booking. It's fascinating stuff. Um, also, Paige's hot tag. He can do lariats. <laughs> he loves a clothesline. But he just booted Daniels. <laughs> Not Daniels, Kaz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like, I didn't know I loved your boots as well. He <laughs> kicked this man's head off his shoulders. <laughs> it was, was great. Just so good. Um, yeah, he gets it. When Paige came in, his, uh, he was selling his knee as well. Like he tweaked his knee uh, at one point. He was selling it during a fireman slam. SU get a near fall when Kaz hit the buckshot. Well, he sort of did a buckshot of his own uh, at Lariat's. Dragon Sleep was on both men. Um, Kenny bowls Kaz into the other one to break that up, and then they hit the buckshot trigger combo. But crucially here, when they set up for the buckshot V trigger combo, Kenny was being blocked. Mm. Sky was on the outside blocking Kenny's leg. So Kenny had to fire him off. Paige wasn't being blocked. Paige knew the right position to be in mm. so that they could do the move effectively. I love that move. The buckshot V oh, I get really excited when I know it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I, fe I feel like the last five years, I, I used to love moves, but the last five years I've, I've slowly just fallen out of love. And maybe it's because they just weren't showcased or presented in the right way. AEW has made me fall in love with moves again. <laughs> if, maybe not the Judas effect, no. maybe not that much, but the paradigm shift. I pop big when that happens. Yeah. When the V-Trigger Buckshot Lariat combo happens. When the Tour of the, I Tour of the Islands? Tour of the Islands. Yeah, Tour of the Islands. Just, I, yeah, I, I want, I'm excited to see the moves. Yeah, I, I think it's so good. Isn't it that wrestling fandom? <laughs> I want to see the moves. <laughs> and then after the match was over, Paige goes and celebrates into the crowd and Kenny sort of goes off in his own way. Dark Order come down to the ring, uh, flanked by Reynolds and Silver, and best friends then run down to make the save. Butcher and Blade come down, Hybrid 2 come down, the Young Bucks run down, and this is all there so they can have a big wild brawl to set up the Battle Royal. Yeah. Another thread that they were setting up here to promote next week's show. Yeah, really um, good. Step, like, you know, pretty copy and paste visual from how you usually sell a, bat a Battle Royal, but there's nothing wrong with that. It completely worked. Uh, in the break, uh, Orange Cassidy came down to block the Dark Order and the Bucks super kicked him and it was good. It was yeah. really nice. I really like, um, so Uno and Grayson effectively bailed mm. uh, during all of this brawl. And Grayson was desperate to fight. He was desperate to get in there, but Uno was holding him back. I, I'm a big, a big Uno fan, and I'm gutted they're not in the Battle Royal next week. Well, they, they've probably got bigger things. Yeah, because Reynolds, Reynolds and Silver are in, the, in their place. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I imagine that, you know, the Bucks are winning, so... You'd have to throw him over the top rope. That's true, yeah. Uh, the, just one more thing. The Exalted one, it only hit me when I was watching this show. That is such a Matt Hardy <laughs> bit of phrasing. Well, did you see the... The Exalted one. Did you see the tweets? So when Matt left WWE, he said goodbye. Mm. And Uno tweeted, when you say goodbye, I say hello. 
Hello, hello. I can't believe some people. I've had so many people say, oh, but don't you think this is a way to write Matt Hardy off so he can come back with the full broken character on WWE? Like, what? What, did you see what happened last time? They don't care about that gimmick. Cole literally said, guys, this is crap. I'm so sorry you're about to watch this, but try and enjoy it, maybe? Uh, next up, we had this excellent sit-down interview with Santana. This ruled. Um, and I've got it. So it was filmed earlier in the day. It was JR and Santana sitting in the ring. Santana had the eye patch on because he was blinded by Moxley last week. They had the eye for an eye main event match here. And I've got to think, I reckon this was, this this segment was decided on after the strength of Santana's promo last week. Mm, yeah. Because he, it wasn't just me he blew away. From what, everything I read, everyone was surprised that the man can cut such a good emotional promo. He's a wicked promo. Yeah. He's, he had a shot and he took it and he's been rewarded for it because he had another chance here and he cut an absolute, I hesitant, I'm hesitant to call it a promo. Yeah, he's just speaking. And he said that he has been in a dark place for the last couple of months. Um, his father passed away in December, I think it was. And he talked about when he was, he was like, uh, when he was younger, he used to live in this bull S-word apartment. In, in the Bronx. In, in the Bronx. And he called his dad, said, I'm living in darkness. And his dad says, that's how I live every day. Because his father started to lose his sight when... He was 14, and then he went completely blind at like 25. And you've got all of this really real context informing a literal eye for an eye storyline. Oh my God. And I love, JR, as a good journalist would have done, we were like, you're angry at Moxley, but Jericho started this. Jericho stabbed him in the eye first. If it hadn't been for that action, he wouldn't have retaliated. And Santana is just like, no, it's Moxley. We offered him the world. We offered him the wrestling world to bow down at his feet, and he chose not to. Now, I love this line. He said, Mox had every chance to have the wrestling world bow at his feet. He chose to build his own coffin. Yeah. Oh, that's a good line, mate. And he also said, like, look, I made a choice. I made a choice to go with the inner circle. Yeah. Like, I'm getting ahead. And I just, this, this, this on paper is a babyface promo, talking about his, you know, in quite a quite yeah. over the top schmaltzy sense, really, if you look at it. He's talking about his dad who went blind when he was a kid. Like, how more babyface can you get? You've got so much natural empathy towards the guy. But he is a heel. Yeah, totally a heel. And it's such a wonderful shade of grey. And now, a year, year and a half down the line, I can't wait to see him break out and be the guy to turn on Jericho. Maybe. I, like, I mean, you're right. I mean, of all the people in the group, yeah, yeah. T two weeks, I feel like he's a legit mid carder. You know, like of course he was a main event tag teamer, but I feel like he's now a legit singles mid carder yeah. in the mix with like you know he's above Jungle Boy now in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've you know I've got to also give credit to Jr. and all of this yeah. as well. I thought Jr. This is I've not been particularly high on Jr. In AEW, I think he's had a lot of rocky bumps. I thought he was really great in this segment. Mm. I thought he was yeah. really, really good. I thought he was great all night, actually. Yeah. We'll come on to a bit later on. Uh, then we had another Darby Allen promo. I really like this one. I thought last week's was a bit goofy, but he, ca oh, he can't it. talk because the skateboard was jammed into his throat. So he's doing Sammy's gimmick with the cards, the placards, and he goes through a few in black and white. And he says, what are you doing at Revolution, Sammy? Hit me up. 
It's really, really nice. And all the while he's coughing throughout it as mm. well. Really good. Yeah. <coughs> like that. This is it felt it felt really classic wrestling because the promos weren't just I'm standing in front of a backdrop. Like these vignettes feel stylistically appropriate to the characters. And packs one later as well. Pa yeah. yeah. In interesting both black and white. But yeah. Very different. And then we got off the back of that, Sammy Guevara himself wrestling Dustin Rhodes. In a in Dustin's hometown. Yeah, what a hometown pop he got wow, as well. Yeah, really cool. Really, really good stuff. Um, they put over that Sammy had beaten Dustin previously on the New Year's Day episode through Hager interference. So Hager's out with him again, and Hager interference did lead to Sammy getting the heat for a while. Mm. But this is a very different company. The hometown boy got the big hometown win, and the crowd absolutely loved it. And afterwards, Dustin got to cut the big hometown babyface promo, and I loved it. When I he loved it. Oh man, what was the line he said? Oh, he goes, "I need Jericho's bitch to turn around." Well, he's like, "Oh yeah, turn around," and Sammy turns around. He's like, "I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Jericho's bitch." And the crowd went, "Whoa!" Whoa. And that was like one of the times I yelled out, "Like, oh my god!" <laughs> it's twenty past seven in the morning. Are you ever gonna stop? And this, this. This promo meant so much because of the veteran status that Dustin has. Whereas, like, are you going to step into this ring or are you just going to sit back there and collect a paycheck? Oh, Hager hasn't done anything. Yeah, he's like, you failed in your MMA career. You're afraid you're going to fail here in AEW as well. Challenged into a match of revolution, a main event worthy of ECW in 2009, and it got confirmed later on that it's happening at the pay-per-view. I'm so excited for Gold Dust versus Jack Swagger <laughs> in 2020. Unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable. Um, I, I thought this was great. I initially was like, oh, why would you want Sammy to lose off the back of that Darby Allen challenge? Yeah. But I think it's justified. Dustin's in his hometown, Sammy had already beaten him, and it set up the Hager match. Yeah, so tick, tick, tick. Um, and Dustin's the head promo coach at AEW. Is he really? Yeah. So I think it's... Yeah. What a good, I mean. What a good promo. Gee, you, want a good, you want a good teacher at promos. Yeah. Holy yeah, heckings. Yeah. Really good stuff. Then speaking of promos. Yeah, got a recap of Britt Baker turning heel. And Tony <laughs> is up on the ramp for his weekly interview with Britt Baker where it's a, Baker's promos for me are a story of two halves. The one half of it is the dentist gimmick where it doesn't get heat with the crowd because she's just saying dentist stuff. I don't mind it. I don't mind it, but it's not like, oh, makes me want to boo you. She's mm. just talking about, I like that she said she did to Yuka what she did last week because she had really bad uh, decay in her teeth. I actually gave her free dental work, yeah, so yeah, yeah. you should be cheering me for that. <laughs> but then she turns on the crowd, and when she turned on the crowd, the heat that she got for it, that's real heat. Mm. And it's, so that's my story of two halves thing. The dentist stuff doesn't connect, but when she cuts hometown heel promo work, it really does connect. Yeah. And we're, we're, what, three weeks into this? Maybe four? Since yeah. the Bash at the Beach heel turn. And it has gotten so good exponentially week to week. Yeah. She said she was getting some good heel heat at this point anyway, but then she called the crowd chubby Whataburger faces. Yeah. And it went nuclear. Yeah. You got, like it cut to the crowd and people were genuinely furious. I can't believe they sullied the good name of Whataburger. I, mean, that, it was, I actually had some Whataburger spicy ketchup with my lunch today. And she's just saying, thanks guys. Thanks, yeah, guys. I, know. I, I thought there's something, because there will be a snowball effect, I hope, mm -hmm. where she will get that level of heat because she's just, it's cheap heat. But 
I'm hoping it will become the popular crowd spot to really, really boo her. Yeah. Like the ne next week's crowd, hopefully, are going to be like, well, we're going to boo her more. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're yeah. just waiting for that hometown heat line. Yeah, completely. Very good. It's very uh, good stuff. Then we got the Nyla Rose versus Rio match, which we've covered. Uh, then followed by the Jericho interview where he set up Jeff Cobb. Then we got MJF versus Jungle Boy. Only the future of the wrestling business. <laughs> I mean, it's so the, okay, so this was man. Okay, so first off, Brandy's out in commentary. Yeah. Um, to further the Cody storyline, she is now very much she is Brandy Rhodes, wife of Cody. She apologised to Excalibur, so that's a nice little bit of continuity within the mm -hmm. stories. Like you know, it's water under the bridge. I am now a babyface, and they announced this match. They didn't announce it on last week's TV show. They announced it in the week. MJF versus Jungle Boy. I love me some Jungle Boy. I like MJF. And I thought, do you know what, actually? I think that's going to be that's going to be pretty good. That is going to be solid wrestling on this show to build between, you know, to bridge between matches. Yeah. And it'll be nice build for the Cody MJF match. I was not expecting it to be the best match on the show. Oh, do you th Really? I thought, I absolutely loved this. I, I, I think it's so hard to choose. I think Rio versus Nyla Rose was the best match. Yeah. Uh, then probably the main event. Then Dust, I love the Dustin Sammy match. But then maybe, yeah, then, but the freaking tag, they were all so <laughs> yeah, it good. It was really good stuff, yeah. Uh, there were some great signs out there. I think it's, again, you know, I was going to say, the, I think the reason why <laughs> I'm going with the, it was my favourite match on the show, because I was not expecting it. Mm. Like, I see Dustin versus Sammy, I know I'm going to enjoy that. Riho versus Nyla, I know I'm going to enjoy that. SCU versus, I know I'm going to I was not expecting to like this as much as I did. That opening sequence that yeah. they did. But yeah, do you want to talk about the science Well, I, I think it's because MJF, I've not seen that side of him. No. I, I've, you know, I, there is, and that's, this is my own ignorance because I haven't seen enough of him. Sometimes I do look at MJF like a more charismatic Miz. Yeah. Because I haven't seen the in-ring work style. I've seen him do the really good classic heel delay tactics, and that works really well, but nothing really good technically wise but this yeah that opening sequence when he's doing kip ups and they're doing a nice little chain wrestling sequence i was like oh my god i love him even more when Je when jungle boy kipped up and you had like you had mjf sort of looking down the hard cam being like yeah i got him and jungle boy kips up yeah. and is standing behind him i'm i'm a i'm a jungle boy mark i really am like i get i legit get excited when jurassic express's music mm. hits and i Jungle Boy is, and like the commentary were doing such an amazing job on this at saying like, look, Jungle Boy's 22, MJF is 23. This is the future right here. Like yeah. we are building younger stars. We are establishing this younger crop of talent that in 10 years time are gonna be running this place. And it's I, what the Attitude Era, sorry, yeah. that's what the Attitude Era did. When WCW was pushing its guys who were in their 40s, who were way past their prime, past their sell-by days, the WWF were pushing the younger talent and they kept constantly saying, we're putting younger <coughs> stars on TV. We're the product to watch because we're putting the younger stars out there. And I know people don't like us comparing, but I think it's worth saying, WWE for the last 15 years rarely puts, debuts people on screen under the age of 30. Yeah. And even in NXT, like a lot of those guys who feel like new talents, Keith Lee, uh, you know, Finn Balor, Adam Cole, they're 33, 35? They're 12 years into their career, yeah. Yeah, and you know, really, past 40, that's when you've got to start winding down and being a bit more of a careful worker. So to, to see such fresh talent be this accomplished, and this is where they're going to increase 
really dramatically uh, in quality. So it's really exciting. It's really, it makes me really hopeful, really excited in, a, in quite a deep, hopeful way. Uh, but yeah, the signs. Uh, MJF has smaller hands than Trump was a good one. <laughs> yeah. And also MJF has one friend on MySpace. <laughs> MJF. That is a wicked, I mean, MJF is too young to have even been on MySpace, which is why I love that even more. It's Tom. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's what. That's a. That's my sign of the year. Uh, MJF tore that sign up, and then he's walking around. I think this was in the ad break. Just slaps a beer out of a fan's hand. <laughs> but the great thing about this is, the fan marked out. Yeah. The fan marked out that MJF, and he eventually was just like, "Oh, you knocked my beer out of my hand." But it was also like, "Oh, MJF interacted with me." The guy dressed as Scooby-Doo yeah. with Scooby-Doo versus MJF. Have you seen the video that got shared around? So after Dark aired, after Dark finished, and they did their tapings, and like you know, a lot of the people have left, they were celebrating fans who were at ringside. Mm. And they brought out Brandon Cutler and QT Marshall, and they had a tag team match with Jesus and Scooby-Doo. So, the fans? Yeah, so the guy dressed up as Jesus and the guy dressed up as Scooby-Doo had a tag team match with you know the enhancement talents of Brandon Marsh uh, of QT Marshall and Brandon Cutler. The Bucks were there. Dustin was there. They had John Roberts do the big old intro for oh it my with like God. the he goes Jesus sorry Jesus and it, the Bucks essentially just super kick Marshall and Cutler. Oh, they take they take bumps and they go down and pin them. Referee counts. They announce the winners of this tag team match, Jesus and Scooby-Doo. You know what? That sounds like a live event I want to go to. <laughs> yeah. That's so much fun. Yeah. Great stuff. It was really good. Uh, anyway, this it, it's a very good match. Um, MJF at one point shakes his balls, his <laughs> testicles, in the direction of Brandy. Yeah. And what I loved was JR's reaction here. JR freaked out. It was like, shut up, shut up, you little jerk. Yeah. And it was that it's that moral compass that JR brings that was such a big part of me understanding wrestling as a as a kid. And I don't I don't feel like he's brought that back until now. Yeah. So I yeah, I thought that that really took me back. Um, and Wardlow comes out, punches Jungle Boy with the diamond ring, double cross for the win. Yeah, I, lo I do like the spot of Wardlow handing the diamond ring, really getting that mm. diamond ring over as, as his weapon so that MJF can punch Jungle Boy in the face and then hand the ring back to Wardlow. Uh, then we got the black and white pack uh, promo ahead of the Iron Man match in two weeks' time, just saying that Omega's scared. I think Pack has to win that match. Yeah I, think it, yeah, I think he's got to as well. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that match as well. They run down the next couple of weeks. Next week, Tag Team Battle Royal. Lucha Bros versus Omega and Page for the tag titles. And the Steel Cage match. Yeah. Holy crap. Week after that, it's the 30-man Iron Man match. Then it's Revolution. Yeah. With Hager and Rhodes being uh, confirmed for it. So the tag teams in the Battle Royal are um, Santana and Ortiz, Strong Hearts, Hybrid 2, Private Party, Dark Order, Jurassic Express, Best Friends, Butcher and Blade, Young Bucks, and SCU. That's a packed old tag division. Mm. Um, and the main event was Santana versus Mox. An eye for an eye. Uh, Jer Jericho and Sammy and Jake, they walk through the corridor and come into the box to watch from the top. Yeah. Crowd are singing, fuzzy. Jericho's trying to suppress this smile. It's beautiful. Uh, Santana and Ortiz come down to the ring together. I love that 
Santana has the Puerto Rican flag yeah. over his eye for the eye patch. I also love its opposite eyes. Mm. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's the opposite eye to Mox's. Uh, Mox comes out for his match. I, I've written the depth perception is going to be a problem. <laughs> Although it is actually a mental thing. It, for the first like two hours, it's really bad. Yeah. But then your brain kind of adjusts and it's not so bad. I really like the commentary at the start here as well when they put over that, you know, this, this is two one-eyed wrestlers fighting, but Moxley's been, he's been wrestling with one eye now for three plus weeks. So he's kind of used to it mm -hmm. at this point. This is new for Santana. And he's got to try and work around that. And this was very much eye-focused stuff. It was really good. He had some interference from uh, Ortiz on the outside. But the finish saw uh, Moxley go up top and Ortiz spit alcohol into Moxley's good eye. So now Moxley is fully blind. But Moxley prior to that had already gone after Santana's other eye. So now they're both blind. And it's basically just trying to feel each other. And Moxley just sort of hits him on the shoulder and it's like, there you are. Paradigm Grabs him, paradigm shift. I need to end this quick because I can't see. And I I'm ending it now and got the win. I loved that. Yeah. It, it made it, I don't know, there's something quite visceral about the idea of being blind. You know, even temporary blindness, it's just, it's so scary. Yeah. So when they're both blind, I know it's all fake, right? But I know films are fake. I'm not sitting there in the middle of Dunkirk going, well, you know, it's not real. It's not a documentary. <laughs> so I, I was so into this. I was so into the entire episode. Five out of five show. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I'm so that I, I tweeted out today, um, where, which is rare for me. A, a sin sincere tweet yeah. that the last month of wrestling TV on Raw, SmackDown, sorry, not SmackDown, Raw, NXT, and AEW, and the Royal Rumble has been the best four weeks of wrestling I've ever seen. Yeah, not like you know they're not got like. Uh, Omega versus Akada stuff, but just in terms of consistently great weekly programming, we're, we're in a golden age right now. Do you remember just like, it was, I would want to say it was this time last year, but there was a period during last year where it's like, oof, these, these shows are rough to watch. May to July. Yeah, really, really rough going. They were the times when I was looking forward to going on holiday just so I didn't have to watch wrestling for two weeks and just, just get away from it for a little bit. I'm now at this point where I don't have any holidays booked this year, and I'm glad mm. because I don't want to take any time away from this currently. Yeah. It's great, um, and I hope everyone give us a thumbs up if you love wrestling right now. How's that for a cheap plug? <laughs>
I needed that great match. Like, uh, what I needed was, like, <laughs> if the tag match had been on the same level as the previous ones, then it would have been a complete five out of yeah. five show for me. Uh, Nate dropped surname, five out of five dynamite, and the next few weeks are stacked. I mean, I, I, I'm willing to say, I think I'm out of step with this one. I mean, you're very good. You yeah. couldn't get any more close to everyone else's rating. But I'm still out of step for <laughs> Total blurred. Woman belt's way too small, needs to be bigger. I like the AEW Women's Championship. Yeah. Johnny Five, name graphic for Kenny and Page was great. Number of days sober totals. Yeah, we've spoken about that. It was brilliant. Matthew Robinson, love the Nyla Rose and Rio match. Great way to get Rio hot again so she can have great matches, a best match in a while, a nice title shift. I think it was the right time to take the title yeah. off, uh, to be honest. Everyone's really behind the change. Yeah. Um, hopefully Rio sticks around. Well, yeah, you know. Because she, she does have a tendency to just disappear for a while now. Rory the right. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about this. Will Kazarian grabbing the ropes on the stroke of the third count further the SEU title story, or is it time to move on? Yeah, so Kazarian did get the bottom rope during the three count, yeah. but it was on the three, and they were putting over on commentary like he was just a fraction too late. Um, so it would be interesting to see if that does get picked up. I mean... The attention to detail they've had on AEW, I would say that was intentional, but given that Kaz run after MJF at the end of last week's episode, yeah. impro-wise, maybe they'd just do it. <laughs> uh, Matthew Robinson, great introduction for the new star. Love how the inner circle is growing, if, he, if Cobb does stay with them. Also still love the Omega and Hangman story. Yeah, it was subtle this week, it yeah. wasn't there, but you know, this is a good way to elongate stories. We touched hands just then. It's very Dustin nice. Dustin Turner. Live show was great. The crowd was young. 20 to 30. Wow. Just sounds creepy when you say it. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd was young. Only if you read it out like that. He was giving us a fact. Yeah. Saying, hey, the crowd, they were about 20 to 30. Your but turn. you were like, mm. Yes. <laughs> uh, AEW related. Uh, Colostopia said, watched Mox versus Suzuki four times already. It's my match of the year so far. Suzuki forearms are a thing of beauty. <laughs> Both look like children in a candy store. I've seen the gifs. I haven't seen the whole match yet, but Mo uh, Suzuki doing Mox's thing. Yeah. Uh, Pledge Hammer Sawyer. Hey, man. Uh, mean, mean pride. I'll be at the, I'll be at the Atlanta Whoa. episode of Dynamite next week. It's practically a pay-per-view card. I also saw Cobb versus Archer at the NJPW show a couple of weeks ago. Lovely time with the Big Hoss boys. Big beef. Um, someone said to me, I hope you point out that when NXT put on, on loads of matches, all their hot shot in a takeover card, whereas when AEW do it, oh, what a great show. I don't, I see what you, I see what, I see that criticism, but for whatever reason, I don't agree with it. I don't feel like this was hot-shotted. Well, it's because Triple H isn't paying you, whereas Tony Khan Tony is. Tony Khan the money is. No, 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 but I, I, on a more serious note, no, I, I do agree with you. I think it's the reason why the NXT criticism came about is because they would do, like, when they started the war, they were doing it every single week. And it was just like, what other takeover card can we do? Whereas these are, these are pay-per-view cards that are being built to mm. because they've got, you know, months between shows. So you have to build to particular shows and make those feel important to kind of bridge your gap between those pay-per-views because you're not doing pay-per-views every month. Yeah. That's where I think the differences uh, might lie. Uh, Noah Fortner said, who is your pick for the Exalted One? I think it's pretty clear now it's Matt Hardy. If it isn't, it's Christopher Daniels. Yeah. Marcus94, rewatched the Ric Flair retirement last night. Weird to see a lot of the guys in the ring with him, like Jericho, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, and JR now working for AEW. What a great segment uh, that is. But yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, you'll probably see Flair in AEW <laughs> soon as well. 
Jake C, Street Profits versus Private Party, who wins? In the battle of the party gimmicks, uh, Street Profits. Mm. If, if I was to choose one of the two, I think uh, Montez Ford has the most charisma. Future WWE Champion Montez mm. Ford, thank you very much. Uh, Kevin, Britt is getting better on the mic. Really liked her promo. Also, it's so weird seeing Brandy at the commentary desk being a babyface. Stop putting important, <laughs> important storyline stuff on Dark. Yeah, I agree. Uh, people tell us to watch Dark, and I still don't. Well, it's you can have important <coughs> storyline stuff on Dark. Just recap it on Dynamite. That's what Heat used to do. That's exa exactly right. It's what Heat used to do. Uh, Pavi led Andy Adams cage. Dark Order exalted one is Shane McMahon or Baron, Car Baron Corbin. <laughs> Thoughts? Oh my God! If it's McMahon, he says I bought the. They do the simulcast yeah. with NXT. There's not the name says McMahon. <laughs> Mate drop surname, forbidden door cracking open or slammed shut. If AEW signed him from Ring of Honor, would that hurt relations? Or is this a rental situation and good relations? You, you explained it earlier. No idea. We don't know. Um, but it sounds like they, they approached him on a freelance basis. So yeah, we'll see. Hopefully yeah. it doesn't create heat. It's not really anything that Ring of Honor could have stopped because he doesn't work for Ring of Honor. Exclusively. He, he's just doing dates with them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ivan Dominguez, hey guys, I've been to Raw and SmackDown shows in the past year, but I've never left satisfied as I did after the AEW show last night. Best night ever. That's great to hear. Yeah. Eric Murphy, the episode after, Revolu after Revolution will be in Denver, which is historically not a wrestling city. Do you think this is a smart move if live attendance will be low? Might show in the TV taping. Um, I, th I think one thing AEW has shown is that they can, they can shoot stuff where it looks good, they're drawing a crowd. So let's see. Uh, Corpus Christi was a really good crowd recently, yeah. so Anything it's been turned happen. on its head. Small Afro Games, Riho is the only person the title looked good on. They need a bigger championship. The fact that the women's title is small in general screams sexism? I don't agree with that. I don't know, because women are, on average, smaller than men. I don't know if it screams like having it encrusted with diamonds, I think, is a bit lame. Or if it was in the shape of a vagina. Although I would like a men's title that was just a cock and balls that you put there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the AEW Women's Championship because it looks, it looks different to other women's title belts. And I, I, mm. I like that. Uh, do you want to take the next? Yeah, Petty Kruger. When you get this, I'll be standing in the rain working, basking the glory of this limitless era. P.S. Ollie should be dancing as King Chop's jester instead. What? Come on now, Petty. No. Juan R. Quick thumbs up, party. Paviletta and Andy out of his cage. Haven't been able to watch live. Here's some money. Oh, thank, thank you very much. much. Paviletta out of his cage again. When Wrestle Talk signed up, blonde PA. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't made that joke yet. Well, no, he's going to love it. He's not self-conscious about his hair at all. <laughs> I instantly thought, oh no, Wrestle Talk is like NXT signing all Wrestle Talkers, wrestlers, wrestle all the talkers. indie wrestlers. Yeah. Well, we we blew the budget. Yeah. <laughs> Jay De Devise, shout an emoji, dance chopper. The, someone shared the, the gif of you and chopper in yesterday's video, and it is hilarious watching the pair of you try not to break. We did quite a few things. <laughs> Chop said the same thing. He's like, yeah, we, we corpsed a lot. I had to sit him down. I was like, I want to do this thing, <laughs> but I am your boss, and I don't want it to be a scandal. So are you OK with me getting this close to your face? <laughs> He was like, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was really keen, actually. Thematic <laughs> Bad Ghost, please bring back original NXT review format. I'm sorry you miss it, but the fact of the matter is, there are certain shows, we do these shows, like me and Luke host this style of show, and it, it's, it was, it, 
The show has rated better since we changed it. We're trying one different thing a week on the NXT reviews. I personally like it. I don't think it's crazy to have cross-cutting. That's how most television and films work. I was talking to my wife about this. I think it really comes from the, you and I grew up on television and films, so I used to cross-cutting, but I, there's obviously the generation that's come after us have grown up watching YouTube, where it has just been this setup, where it's mm. just one camera and people talking into that one camera. So as soon as you cut to something else, it's like, what is Kevin Dunn directing? Yeah, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad everyone thought up the same joke. <laughs> Michael Miguel, 8A, where is the dance chopper shirt? It's in the works. But also AEW has really shown me why I love wrestling. I clearly have AEW bias. I did see that comment in yesterday's prediction video, <coughs> which was just like, they keep joking about the AEW bias, but it is there. It's on every Wednesday. It's on all their AEW reviews. It's like, because well, we like the show. Yeah. Uh, Pavi, Pavi let Andy out of his cage again. Okay, so each week, put the best moments of WWE versus the best moments in AEW. Who do you think wins? Also, Ollie Davis, can you be my Valentines? Of course I will. Uh, uh, I mean, with with Raw and NXT together, I think you know overall WWE would probably win. Yeah, but it's close. Shining through, Matthew Robinson. Glad to see you guys have not been able to watch a live AEW review in a while. Always love you guys' thoughts. I hope you have good plans for your partners on Valentine's Day. LOL. What are you doing? Um, so me and my wife take it in turns to arrange something, arrange a surprise for the other. Mm. Um, and it's her year, so I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. I'm going to find out on Saturday. But we are going to the pub tomorrow night for drinks before the DJ arrives and it gets a bit too rowdy in there and we're going to go home. Mm. I'm going to see Parasite. Oh, how romantic. How romantic. <laughs> I'm, I am jealous though, because it's not being shown in my local cinema, but you should all go and watch Sonic the Hedgehog instead, because that's a true Valentine's Day. Pavi let Andy out of his cage again. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's very Pavi. kind. He's too close. Sorry it took so long, but you were looking at a new $25 Patreon backer. Well. Thank you very much, Wonder Ollie Pose. Thank you very much. Welcome to the club. We'll be giving you a shout out soon. Uh, do you want to carry on with the last uh, I'll get these minute last ones. minute ones in, Jobber JJ. My day gets better. Orange Cassidy versus Brian Alvarez is now on YouTube. Haven't felt so happy to watch wrestling since TNA in the mid-2000s. Yeah. Fandom. Fun match to watch. That. Mm -hmm. uh, Ivan Dominguez, Jungle Boy versus MJF was the best match of the night. What a burger <laughs> chance during Brit's promo was awesome. Freshly squeezed is great. Jesus and Scooby-Doo, amazing. Sounds so much fun to have been there. Yeah. Just a two-ball guy. Uh, just a two-ball guy. I was there last night. We packed that place. I hope we get regular stop for them. I love the quarterly pay-per-views because we get mini pay-per-view shows like mm, this. Yeah. Uh, and all elite DK. I thought Jim. Uh, I thought Jim will kick MJF's ass when he mocked Brandy. Yeah. So that was uh, Jr. Yeah. It was. He was so passionate about MJF there. Yeah. Uh, and they drop surname. The big question: How does Cobb versus Moxley end? Clean or DQ? Who wins? It's difficult. I think I think you beat Mox. I think you beat Mox through a lot of interference and Cobb just being a monster. Yeah. Mox won't really lose anything. Uh, but you know, it, it is difficult. I don't don't really have the answer. So go on then, tell me the story because uh, about lunchtime yesterday, I'd take my car for its service and I then get a text message from Pete that said. Ollie's having buyer's remorse about his joggers. Um, make fun of him when you get into the office. So I got my joggers yesterday. They arrived. Uh, didn't end up buying them in a, in a store because I was too hungover after our party on Friday, our welcome Adam Blombier to the team party. Um, but I, I, so I ordered them online. They came on Wednesday and I got them out the packet and I was like, 
Oh, they're just joggers. Ye well, I mean, I could have, I in fact did tell you that last week. And I looked at them and I thought, these aren't that different from my other joggers at home that I just relax in. Exactly, because they're not. And uh, But I hadn't put them on yet. And I thought, oh, oh well, maybe Luke was right. And I was voicing all these concerns in real time to Blomps and Chopper. And then I put them on and I was like, oh, they're comfy, but they don't look smart. And that was the whole point behind them, to have smart joggers. Yeah. I can't wear these in public. I would look like a chav. Can I just say as well, because I know you always, you know, you always point to Simon as a sort of like beacon of oh, yeah. fashion. I don't think he looks that smart in them either. But there's a, there's a, there's a ballsiness. <laughs> there's a ballsiness to yeah. going to work in leisure wear. Yeah, yeah. So I go to the gym immediately after and I can train in them. That was helpful. And Like jogging bottoms? Yeah, like jogging bottoms. It's almost like that's what they meant. <laughs> yeah. Before they got rebadged. They're just bottoms otherwise. Yeah. These are these are squat bottoms now. <laughs> and they have a huge mirror, as most gyms do, uh, covering one side of the wall. And I'd catch my eye a few times. I mean these are pretty good actually. These these do look like jogging bottoms. These do look quite smart. Beyond jogging bottoms. And then, do you know what my trainer said? He went, nice trousers, man. And I said, they're jogging bottoms. He went, God, they're smart. No, no, he, no, he, no, he he said, you he liar. You said, absolute he liar. Honestly <laughs> said. This is an outrageous lie. They look smart, man. Outrageous they look lies. Smart. No. And I took them, I was very happy with them. They're so comfy. You were arguing with me just before we started recording, saying that your jeans are comfy. My jeans are comfy. These are comfy. I own one pair of jeans. Oh, I know. And they, they're so comfy. Like, I don't need anything else because I wear these during the day and then I get into my PJ bottoms when I get home. What if I told you that the jeans could be even comfier? But they, they don't, there's no extra comfort to be had here. These are comfy. How do you know? Because you don't. I don't okay, because the, the only way are more comfy than the jeans, right? Uh, no, it's just they're comfier to relax in. Uh, but I'm not relaxing, am I? I'm at work. I'm working. Hey, man, the distinction between work and home has dissolved since the advent of the smartphone. Why not bring that to the jeans as well? Because I'd, I'd actually wear these at home. I would do. I would wear these around the house. In fact, I have done, and I do on weekends. As soon as I get through the door. It's like I'm in the full Monty. <laughs> I just strip myself naked and put on comfy things. I've got a pair of MeUndie uh, sort of long ones. Yeah, because you also bought into their rebadging of um, underwear and hey man, to make it more that's expensive. That's micro fabric <laughs> something. Yeah. It's super soft. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a rip roaring success. Laurie said they looked really nice. He might get He's a pair. He's also bought into the rebadging. Whatever. Have we got any emails oh, on we, the subject? Of we did. Well, bottoms? no, because literally no one cares. No, uh, no one could possibly care about I jogging care. bottoms. I had one person tweet me saying, like, you know, you're almost at because I buy, you know, my jeans are cheap. And they were like, well, you're just advocating slave labour in yeah. China, and I'm yeah. like, it's the same sweatshops. It's the your sweat your joggers were made in the same sweatshop as my jeans. My, they're just sent to different man. They're just then sent to different shops. My sweatshop uh, workers are free range. <laughs> They're allowed like the minimum requirements. Whereas normal sweatshop workers, I believe, are just kept in a room. These kids are allowed to go outside. They're allowed to like that. I think they're given some food. 
Yeah. It isn't just the astronaut mush. They've also got a whole array of replacement fingers for when they lose one, so therefore you don't actually lose any time. Well, that's quite expensive. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not made of money, Luke. You get a new kid in that case. If it loses all its fingers, what, who, what good are well, That's what happens in my use, sweatshop. I'm use just, it to I'm feed the other children. <laughs> that Lord of the Flies. <laughs> uh, well, we had this email uh, come in uh, from Cody. You remember Cody? He's the one who sent us his Get Better About. Uh, and we looked at his uh, wedding photos. Oh, uh, last beautiful, week. beautiful yeah. bride, beautiful man. Indeed. Well, he said, hi, Luke, Ollie, and the rest of the crew. Recently wrote about my back pain and life update mm. that you and Ollie read out in the Dynamite Review. I attended Raw this week with a group of friends. What a fun show to see. We were sitting on the hard cam side, 100 level by the entrance ramp. I brought a support WrestleTalk sign to the show and was shown on TV a few times. Ah, cheers, man. Um, the crowd was super hot for most of the night, gave multiple standing ovations. Uh, he also went to an NXT show uh, the night before in Riverside. California, close to where Daniel Bryan is from. I sat fourth row from the ring on the uh, on the floor and was able to see a stacked main card. And it goes through the card there, including the that story that Angel Garza is working babyface on the NXT rounds, which is seen as like a farewell thing. You kinda, yeah, yeah. You kind of drop all pretenses that you were previously a heel. I love Garza. I love the thing he did with the proposal in the ring to his girlfriend. Yeah. How how do you book him as a heel after that in NXT? He's definitely much better suited for it. And that was a lovely moment, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, he shouldn't have done it. <laughs> yeah. He should have just been a private proposal. Yep. Was it on TV? I think it was on TV. Yeah, so yeah. just do it at a live event. I mean, I don't watch, that's a show for yeah, Mark, so I don't have to watch for it. for AW only. Yeah. Um, Cut me and I bleed that <laughs> rainbow pastel <laughs> colour thing they have in the intro. Um, I was able to meet Keith Lee, Candice Ray, and Tommaso Ciampa after the show since oh. we were ringside. Keith Lee is amazingly nice and kind man and sure took the is. time to talk to my friend and I and took a picture with me. My friend also got a picture with Candice. I was able to chat with Ciampa about his neck injury and told him I'm glad he's back and he gave me a fist bump. And I tagged pictures at the end. And he has done. So here we've got some photos. Is of, it bad that... So there's Cody oh, with yeah. his support. I saw also. this. This He was tweeted to me. Yes. And then there, you can see the two signs. <laughs> when you say featured on camera, you uh, that is a stretch because that is far in the distance. But thank you. Yep. And then there is at the NXT show. Oh, that's a nice. And with our boy Keith. Nice. Support Ollie. <laughs> Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. You can hear that in the uh, intro of this podcast. The intro that everyone loves. Is it bad that I feel a bit sad? Keith talked to someone else. In what sense? Just that, that he took the time to chat with Cody there. Of course, he took the time to chat with us. That's a tremendously special memory for me when he had a drink with us yeah. and we talked about Avengers. And you made fun of me for it on our predictions video this week. Yeah. 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 Because I now think he does that for everyone. <laughs> and he's just, he's the Tom Hanks of wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, which is which is great, but I thought I was more special. I didn't know he did it with everyone. Mm. So it's just you know, I love you, Keith. I um I actually had a bit of professional jealousy when he interacted with the lads from that other podcast who had a very very fun uh, yeah. parody of the Simple Minds classic. Don't you forget about me? Mm. Yeah, but I did I did like it when he didn't know who they were. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Maybe he was just joshing there, but he doesn't seem like the sort of guy who would throw a jokey shade like that. Do you remember when he did the intro for us at the uh, Prince Charles Cinema for Beyond the Mat, oh. wearing his Pikachu hat, standing in front of a poster for Final Fantasy VII? I wanted to fly 
to America to hug him <laughs> and then fly back. That's how lovely that was. We also had uh, quite a few emails, I said this on the Raw review, of what did we decide we were going to call it? Um, it was like dream blue collar oh, or like yeah, fantasy we, blue collar. We didn't like the dream blue collar because that, that sounds like it, it's, it's fetishizing blue collar jobs, Yeah, which is, you know, stupid. <laughs> uh, it's but like, are you saying that blue collar workers are stupid, Ollie Davis? No, Ollie Davis no, no. shoots on blue collar <laughs> no. workers and calls them all idiots no, and I, should be spending 80 quid on jogging bars. You know, you know that's what well, they should be. <laughs> They're really comfy. I'm saying blue collar jobs are just as important as all the other jobs. That's not what you said, though, was it? Uh, <laughs> uh, so, no, I don't. So just dream, dream jobs. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, more, name, but it's it? more than just a dream job, isn't it? Because like mm. this is my dream job. Yeah. But I also have those sort of flights of fancy of opening up a restaurant. Sometimes I, do, I used to be a, a checkout supervisor assistant. Never the checkout <laughs> supervisor. And sometimes I long for those days of very little responsibility. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I used to stack shelves in my teenage years, and the like, the worst time it got was when they'd be like, oh, we need you on tills. And I'm like, oh my god, that's too much responsibility. Yeah, It's too much now. I've got to scan everything. Well, I would be on the tills all the time, and on the Sundays, Martin, uh, who usually did all the trolleys, he would be off on Sundays because he had to go to church. I mean, I do the trolleys, <laughs> and I just got to piss around with trolleys in the car park. And they're like, Mate, no, you're not allowed to have more than, like, I think it was seven trolleys. Yeah. Uh, mate. My That's whole Sunday morning would be, I can get another trolley on there. <laughs> but it's very... Have you ever seen them? We had yeah, a yeah, strap. Yeah, the, the, the lasso stuff. The yeah, lasso yeah. thing that you put on the front trolley and you kind of guide them. Yeah. But by about half eleven Sunday, car park gets pretty full. Oh, yeah. It's dangerous to be, like, <laughs> working that trolley, that trolley train around the load of parked cars. I actually forgot about Sunday working hours. Mm. Um, because when, uh, a couple of weekends ago, me and my wife got up and we were like, we haven't got anything for breakfast, but I'll just walk down to our local Waitrose and I'll just go and get some stuff. Good luck. I walked down there at quarter past nine and I was like, huh, the doors are closed. Why are the doors? Oh, of course, it's a Sunday. Sure, the store's not open until 10. What, what's your feeling on Sunday trading hours? If, if nobody knows about this in other countries, in the UK, on Sundays, you can only trade for like six hours. Yes, from 10 till 4. Well, it doesn't, you can't, I think the rules have changed now where you can shift it oh. slightly either way, but it's, I think it's a maximum of six hours. Yeah. What's your thoughts in 2020? Yeah, I mean, I have no thoughts on that, really. See, my lady partner hates it, thinks it's ridiculous, thinks Why? it's tied to religion. She's like, just make it like every other day of the week. They've got to have some time off. But you can just, th people are going to be working anyway. But Yeah, but you're working per hour basis. So if mm. you work a Sunday, you don't get as much money as if you work a Friday. But you choose to work that Sunday because you work less hours. Well, you, you just standardise it. So there is no, like, day off that the nation recognises anymore. It's just... Everything is a go all week. I'll be honest, this is starting to sound like there was a, uh, a politician recently who said, I think that we should probably put a ban on outside working hours. So like you work nine till five, like when you are finished your time working, you are then not enforced to work an extra five hours unpaid because you have your emails on your mobile phone. And the amount of flack she got from people being like, I'll work whenever I bloody well please. Like, she's trying to help you. She's trying, because you're working for like nine hours. Mm. You're not working 18 hours, but the company somehow have made you think that's a good thing because they're only paying you for five. I'm sitting right here, Luke. 
Yeah, but this job's different. <laughs> like you and like we are a very small team doing this. I'm talking about like big multinational <laughs> corporations. I well, I tend to fall on the more libertarian side of things, which is the government shouldn't tell me what to do. Uh, so I think if people want to work more hours on a Sunday, have at it. Go for it. Work any hour. I don't think there should be a rule against it. No, my my issue, I take that. If you if it's your choice, then that's completely your choice, mm. as long as you are paid for those hours. Oh yeah, yeah. But like, it's I'm talking about. So when I used to a company I used to work for, the the worst job I've ever had in my life. The interview they had was just like, look, you, it's not in your contract that you work outside of company hours. But it is encouraged, <laughs> and if you don't, we will be watching. And it's like, and it's like, and if you don't, it is sort of seen as a bad thing. But we're not going to pay you any extra for it. Mm. And I just had to do that, so I ended up working twenty-four hours because the boss would just call me whenever he needed to ask me to do something. But I was expected to do it, mm. and so that is what this politician was targeting against, which is like having emails on your phone when you don't really need to do it. You're, if your workday finishes at five and your pay ends at five, you shouldn't then be working through till nine o'clock doing other stuff at home. You should just be spending time with your family. Totally agree. Uh, we've taken steps to make all work chat now on Discord, not on our WhatsApp group. That's exactly Because it's it. just like a nagging thing. And because I don't have Discord installed on my phone, I, I, I miss 80% of the messages <laughs> that get sent to me. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think there should, there should be a government law against that because I think that's, that's not pragmatic. I mean, how would you enforce that? It's ridiculous. But, well, it's it's cracking down on companies encouraging it mm. and making. So it's more it of a culture change as opposed to a piece of legislation. That's exactly it. Yeah. So I don't know how the government can make that happen. There are ways. <laughs> oh, there, there are ways. That'd be like saying, you know, because our our, our British journalism is is probably the worst in the world mm -hmm. um, in terms of. I mean, they just make a load of stuff up and then people and then sell it to people and pass it off as the truth. That's what we do here at Wrestle Talk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, it, but it's fine because we we work within the worked world of wrestling. <laughs> but this is like real world stuff. Like, so the British media just prints any L bollocks and says this is the truth, and people buy it, and then read it, and believe it, even though it's clearly made up lies. And there, are, there is legislation you could put in place that that should not be allowed, but it just happened and the government just let it go on. Like, so that is something you could change in the same way that- People sue them. It, but it never goes anywhere. Look at like Justice for the 96. Like the son said, oh, we're sorry. And that's it. That is like, you know, it's the South Park. We're sorry, sorry. But it doesn't mean anything. News of the world closed. But the big, big titans do get taken down. Very rare, though. It's very, very rare. Considering the amount of nonsense that gets printed, it should be probably way more than it. Like Piers Morgan, mm. you know, he hacked uh, phones. He hacked celebrities' phones and veterans' phones and printed their stories without their consent and got rewarded by getting nothing but work uh, ever since. Like, there's nothing else out of that. Mm. Should we do some emails? Well, I, but to close it off, I think people should be allowed to, shops should be allowed to be open on Sundays. I was going to bat for you, man. Waitrose should be open at 8 a.m. like co-op. <laughs> anyway, Jacob Matthews uh, writes here and said, uh, hello, you lovely bunch of kindy Europeans and Andy. <laughs> hmm. uh, Andy is the only one of us who is partly, um, I mean, we're just British. So we're kinda European. Is that what he's saying there? Uh, not, not just we are kind. Oh, uh, yeah, Europeans. Kind, kind of Europeans and Andy. Uh, let me tell you about my dream job that I'm currently in the process of making a reality. Mm. 
Ooh. Starting to veer off into the... That's not the brief. That's not the brief, but we'll, we'll still <laughs> read anyway. Um, I've always said that if I'm single by the age of 25, I would join a wrestling school. And given that I'm planning on proposing this May after oh, I graduate wow. college, I decided to go with, an, uh, with my other endeavor. It's really stupid, but I think it's the perfect amount of dumb to where it could sell. Several years ago, I worked at a Five Guys and learned how to make bomb hamburgers. I was in charge of grilling... Bomb hamburgers? Yeah. I'm in charge of grilling at every family cookout now, and I love doing it. Well, several weeks ago, I was preparing some, burger, uh, supra- nope, preparing some burgers, but realized I didn't have any hamburger buns. However, we had, a, had plenty of hot dog buns. So I decided to instead shape the meat into strips of uh, strips to fit into said buns. Mm. My family and I all had a good laugh when I told them about what I did, and since then we've been talking about turning this stupid gimmick into a fruit truck slash small restaurant called Hamber Dogs. You're making me hungry. Right now I'm in the process of finding a suitable truck and applying for the trademark, the name Hamber Dogs. Get on that quickly before he gets to it. Hamber Dogs. Uh, so don't get any ideas, Podswafters. Oh no, he's just warned us against it. Don't <laughs> do it. Uh, I'm hoping to have the truck open and ready by next summer. So wish me luck in making it happen. Thank you for your consistent. Uh, thank, thank you for everything, you consistent forkers. And Luke, try on your jeans before you buy them. I'm not over it yet. Obviously, joking. <laughs> have a big one. That's from Jake. Jogging. Uh, that's great news. That's a fantastic idea. I think that falls in the remit. Yeah, I think, I think uh, it actually does, yeah. Yeah, open up a food truck. It's nothing, it's because the thing we didn't want was people saying, I want to be PewDiePie. I want to be Brad Pitt. Yeah. I want to be... The very popular? best. Billy Eilish. <laughs> or Billy Idol. Or Lil Nas X. <laughs> or, or Ty something. Hmm. Those are all the young people I know. Yeah. Ricochet. Jack Kemp. <laughs> Ricochet. He's, he's young. He, he is, Is yeah. he? MJF. Yeah. Jungle Boy. Um, so nothing like that, but more like things you can actually go out and do. Mine's getting a digger. Yeah. Luke's is opening a little cafe. This cafe lovely, 90s. This lovely sounding one is a food truck. Yeah. With a bit of innovation in the bun. Indeed. I, I was actually watching the, uh, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode uh, where Charles Boyle opens up his food truck. But he uh, gets the nano boil inside of him, like starts shining at Amy and uh, Gina for helping him out. There are some pictures of burger dogs. But they all seem to be recipes, nothing actually stuff that, like an actual restaurant. Chili cheese hot dog burger, so that's going the other way. What's better, burger versus hot dog? It's a good YouTube video. <laughs> what, what is better? Burger, right? Better burger, yeah. 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 I bet you that's got like 4 billion views on YouTube as well. That has, it was uploaded December 2017, it has half 600,000 views. Oh, actually, that's way less than I thought. Uh, Austin says, hey Luke, I was interested in this segment, and although I'd email it to give my idea, I've always thought of. I've always thought it'd be cool to buy a large warehouse and turn it into a skate shop or skate park. Nice. That is also a music venue. Oh. It would mix my two passions together. There would be a stage overlooking the skate park, and you could skateboard while live yes. music is yes. being played. Yes. P.S. To Ollie, there is a park in Philadelphia called Diggerland where you can just come and drive construction equipment like big diggers and just dig around. Maybe worth a trip if you're ever in the States. Thanks as always, Austin. For adults, right? Because there's JCB Land, uh, which is sort of, I believe it's called JCB. They're a firm that make diggers and stuff in the UK and they've got a, a place, but it's for kids. Oh, Diggerland USA. Uh, it says it is for uh, adults. 
Oh my god. Maybe I'm not the only one who shares this dream then. Yeah. I just want to pick stuff up and put it back down again. Um, right, do you want some more emails? Yeah. Had, so we had quite a few of these uh, sort of dream job I really like the skate park one. Get yeah. Darby Allen on the phone to endorse it. It's a really good I one. I like stuff that merges two things because one yeah. of my other, th I mean, I guess yours is 90s and cafe and all that. 90s, 90s and breakfast. Yeah, me and my mates at uni, our big dream, because it was when uh, Kevin Smith's podcast network was getting off the ground. Yeah. We wanted to have a comic book shop, <gasps> which was also a cafe. Nice. So you could drink cafe. Uh, cafe. <laughs> 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 you drink some cafe and read some comic books. And so it's kind of like a library as well. But then there'll be a podcast theatre in the back. <gasps> oh, yes. Yeah. Hello, mate. Yeah. I like it. Still got that dream. Uh, also, to Flev, don't worry, he uh, just emailed and say, uh, just an FYI, Sonic the Hedgehog doesn't come out of my country until a week after. It's because we were talking about, well, mm. I said we were talking about it. We <laughs> said that it's coming out this Friday because it was being plugged on Raw. So if we're going to talk about the film in the podcast, um, just keep in mind and don't mention any spoilers. So we're not going to give any spoilers, but I will say I gave it a four-star review on Letterboxd this morning. Well, the hey. embargo's now lifted. I accidentally gave that review two weeks ago <laughs> because I didn't know there was an embargo well, no, and Letterboxd was public. We did know there was an embargo. You're right, you're right. But they didn't say when the date was. Mm. They, we, You asked them, like a responsible uh, member of the film circle, when is the embargo? And they said, I don't know. Yeah. So I don't think you were in the wrong Cheers, yet. man. Um, this one comes in from Drew who says, Hi Luke, I'm 18 years old and have a job in childcare. My goal is to become a primary school teacher, but for the last couple of months, I've had a dream of opening up my own place called the PlayStation, where I'd Ooh. have a bar with only PlayStations and all retro and legendary games with TVs, and I would host events for wrestling pay-per-views. Don't think I'll ever be able to do it, but I would go into business with my dad, which would be odd. I'll let you know if anything happens. Yours sincerely, Drew. Have a big one. We need more, Drew. Why your dad? That's just too big a loose end there. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll, if I do do this idea, I will have to go into business with my dad. Why? <laughs> is, it, is, is it his bar? Is he the one who owns the PlayStation? He, well, I mean, he is only 18, so maybe he doesn't have yeah. a PlayStation of his own. Um, so I, I like that idea. There's sort of a few things like that already. Uh, we've got four quarters near us, which yeah. is retro consoles and arcade games. We, when we went to Four Quarters on Friday to welcome uh, Adam Blompe into the team, you all went down there to chat amongst yourselves, and I played Sonic Spinball on my own. Yeah, and you, that sounds like we were all talking, and Luke felt left out, so he started playing the game. The opposite happened. Oh, yeah. You just sat down first in the booth. I went to get drinks. I come back. Everyone's talking. You are just playing Sonic. Yeah, yeah, playing Sonic Spinball <laughs> on my own. Just... Oblivious to social <laughs> rules and, and courtesy. That's pretty rad. And we love you for it. Thank you very much, man. Um, we'll get this last email in from Darren, who says, Dear Luke and Ollie and the rest of the Rest Talk crew, it's been a while. I'm not sure if you remember this, but a long time ago, back in July 2018, or I believe it was just you two doing all of the wrestling content, I sent you in an agony art asking for terrible advice from non-qualified individuals. You lovely guys. That's us. It was about either leaving my girlfriend or moving to China. 
Oh, no, I think I said move to China. I then followed it up with an email saying, I've moved. Oh. Well, seven months on, I thought I'd give you another update and another thank you. As you're aware, oh. there's an epidemic going on right now in oh. China surrounding that pesky heel, the coronavirus. It's not as serious as it gets made out a lot of the time. Thanks, BBC Breakfast, or the, my local uh, GP who texted me yesterday in all caps <laughs> saying, don't come here. Um, anyway. It's not as serious as it gets made out. However, it is affecting a lot of families. I live in a province in uh, Jilin. He's actually spelled that out phonetically for me. Nice. Um, and I probably still said it wrong. Um, <laughs> and we are far from the original spread. However, people have become infected here too, unfortunately. In fact, the government has even provided us with an app that tells us the location, house addresses of the closest person who's caught the oh disease. My God, China's such an authoritarian state. Sounds like a good idea. But isn't it creepy? They know that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're telling people. Yeah. And in brackets, he's written, crazy, I know. The closest person to me is only 175 meters away. Oh no. So you better believe I'm staying clean and sanitary. As for my school and public schools uh, and bars, they're all closed down until at least March. You also have your temperature scanned as you buy groceries from stores now. Wow. Long story I know, but as I'm teaching from home, I am really bored and thought I would know, uh, let you know how much I appreciate being able to listen to you guys and sit and do nothing at all. It brings a smile to my face and helps me through these times. It's also incredible to see Plumpy back. No idea who that is. Uh, it's actually a few photos that may interest if you have any questions. I'm sure that to answer them. P.S. I now have a hot Asian girlfriend. Watch out, Carl. <laughs> actually, before I go, little oh, extra story. That worked out. Little extra story. My 15-year-old sister just created... Uh, well, I mean, he's sitting here. My 15-year-old sister has just created Twitter, what I think is that she's now got a Twitter <laughs> account. I like the first one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that then. My 15-year-old sister just created Twitter, <laughs> and she has two followers, her friend and John Cena. Wow. Unbelievable. Darren McKenzie. Yeah, so for all the other wrestling influencers who are like, oh, John Cena follows me. I'm not doing down your sister's achievement. She created Twitter. That's, uh, you know, a five-year-out-of-date platform at best past its sell-by yeah. date. There's the app. It tells oh, them wow. that that's the address there that's only 173 metres from his house. So 173 metres, and then the next person is 5.57 kilometres. Yeah. I think there's a lot of death between those two points. Ooh, I feel sorry for that one person. Mm. And then here's some photos of him. In, there he is with a pint with of Guinness. Guinness. Oh, you look like my cousin Lawrence. <laughs> Are you Lawrence? Oh, well, this is all very cool. I'm glad you moved. I'm glad it all worked out for you. Yeah. Uh, and we can take sole responsibility for that. I'm pretty sure we can. Nice. Go us. So, yeah. Good. What a, what a journey of an outro. Yeah. We cover. You got angry about know, the media. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's, it's one of my triggers, it turns out. It always comes back to it as well. <laughs> we, we can be talking about. We can be talking about something else, and it L becomes about Hillsborough. Literally. <laughs> I don't know how it Justice happens. for the 96 is all I'm asking. Um, anyway, but we're going to get out of here now because we've actually got to go record the podcast that you've just Ooh. listened to. We're going to be back tomorrow morning, though, uh, with the magazine review. Yeah, we are. There's no uh, financials for Ollie Davis to masturbate to, so what do you think we're going to cover? Uh, well, this, this report on today's news, go and watch it, um, that Vince McMahon is really stepping back from the day-to-day -day running of... WWE is, I think, very interesting. Ties into the financial stuff. And some the XFL, I th 
looks optimistic. Had a, a very successful weekend, yeah. including Go Defenders. <laughs> uh, I don't think we're top, but we might be second. We. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my team, man. Um, I'm part of it. So, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow talking all of that, as well as your mailbag questions. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.